Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 510. Take three. I was gonna <laughs> say, where we always do everything live and only once. <laughs> live. <laughs> oh, man. I was having... I th- Honestly, I think we had some good discussions today in the podcast, but I just, it all went to shit now trying yeah, to do it's, this intro. It's like, it's like you knew we were done and you're like, okay, brain, you can go now. <laughs> oh, wait, we need to still do the intro. <laughs> but you uh, came with uh, two good books, one that I do plan on Yes, reading. some good stuff. So, so, so an old, uh, a restart of an old favorite and a fun new... Uh, murdery book. Yep. And then we got into some news, a uh, little bit of all around, some trailers, some TV shows, some things that are going on with Superman in the comic books. Yeah. And uh, you'll just have to give a listen to find out. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 510, Live a Life, Die a Death. No, no. You said that wrong. Live a Life, Die a Die. <laughs> Although my birthday was a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, we took a, a little bit of time off, and also I'm late to opening my mail sometimes. So I had two cards. Uh, I mean, I've had multiple other ones, but two cards that I kind of want to bring up just because I thought one was cool and the other one made me fucking laugh. But okay. I, di- I didn't read the front of it until I was reading the inside of it, but... You know, in this time of sadness, may you be comforted with the knowledge that others care. <laughs> with deepest, deepest sympathy. sympathy. Because you're so old now? Yes. That's funny. So I thought that one was funny from a cousin. And then this one was actually badass. So got Captain America on the front. Cake is good. But look at that. Awesome. Oh, it's like a comic book on the inside with a cake made out of comics. Not real comics, everyone. 3D. Yes, it's a pop-up card, like you would get for like a ten-year-old, and you know. or a forty-year-old Tony. <laughs> That's just kind of cool. Oh, and then the the message pulls out of the side. How cute! Aren't you special? I I feel like it. Making your birthday last a month. <laughs> I know. <I'm> <laughs> It's the only thing I got now. Uh, I mean, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Fuck, is that tomorrow? Yeah, from from our day of recording. Now that everybody knows where we're at in time, because this will probably get posted like a month from now. Um, we're recording this the day before Valentine's Day. So. Do you remember, uh, I have it recorded. There was a Valentine's Day where we recorded. Oh, really? Of- because I remember when I was looking through for our 500th episode, like clips and stuff, one of them stated as such of, I can't believe, uh, and I don't know if it's a clip that I put into the 500th or not, but it was something at the beginning of us just chatting and like, I can't believe you spent your Valentine's Day with me or something and oh. you made fun of me like no one else would or something. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> And also kind of you too of like, eh, it's Valentine's Day. It's just another day. You and Josh yeah. will have food some other time. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we plan on like ordering in tomorrow. That's it. 
We just had our one-year wedding anniversary. Like, I don't need a whole nother day. If he wants to buy me something, I'll take the gift. But <laughs> we have no plans. Oh, but I, I do look forward. I haven't looked at any of the previews uh, for the week. But usually around Valentine's Day, there's always, or any holiday really, the themes in the, the books. Yeah, what Tony's saying is he looks forward to the pinup themed ones from... Who is it that does those? Xenoscope. Xenoscope, yeah. I would imagine the Valentine's Usually. Day ones are extra saucy. Usually I like the Halloween one, though, because it kills two uh, two brain cells at once, or <laughs> two brain cells fire at once. He's overstimulated. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linz, uh you were saying you had a book. I and... had a couple books that I read. Um, did you, uh, I know that when we last recorded, you didn't read that saga that I talked. So I kind of didn't, I didn't read it yet. Oh, really? No. Okay. I was kind of wanting to see what your thoughts were. No. I know you looked at that last page though. So you kind of, yeah. I, I want your thoughts of if it's real or not. Cause I don't think it's going to be real. Right. No, I can't imagine it is going to be real. But then again, give no, us this, some hope. But the story is too, no, Tony. If there's if magic, there's, when there's magic, resurrection is If possible. this book hasn't killed the hope in you yet, I don't know what will. <laughs> it's like the one place you're still living in a fantasy. <laughs> Everything else, you're like, it's the end of the world. <laughs> and then he's reading Saga, and he's like, maybe, maybe there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to have it somewhere, right? True. Um, okay, so what I read is, and these are all kind of older um, because it's been, a, I haven't really grabbed anything new yet. I've just been reading the issues of things that I was already subscribed to that have been coming out. But I caught up on I Hate Fairyland, the new iteration of this. Mm-hmm. So obviously there was the original one that Scotty Young did years ago. He ended it with Gert getting back to the real world after spending 30 yep. years in the body of a child in Fairyland. <laughs> Um, and causing all kinds of chaos and stuff like that. So this book picks up with her doing all of these dead-end jobs. Like, she's working at, like, a fast food joint. She gets fired from that. She just has no marketable skills because she lived in Fairyland for 30 years. And when she came back to our world, like, her body caught up. Mm-hmm. So she's she looks like an adult now. But... She didn't go to school. She didn't learn any skills. All she knows how to do is like run around fairyland and kill, kill things. things yeah. yeah. So she's still, even when she's like, there's this one point where she's talking to these customers in the, in the fast food restaurant and she has this like uh, daydream of killing them all very violently. She does not do. <laughs> um, but she gets kidnapped, brought to against her will (laughs) um this this rich guy whose son was lost in fairyland um so he's trying to get her to go to back to fairyland and get him okay and but spoilers i'm gonna spoil a little bit because it's on i read up through issue three and issue four actually comes out this week um so you know hopefully you've read part of this already if you're into it 
Um, he he doesn't he he doesn't really care about his kid being lost there. It seems like he sent his kid there with like a thing to gather okay. data because he wants to turn the whole planet of Fairyland into like an amusement park. Okay, so not completely diabolical, but still evil. Uh, I think he's probably pretty diabolical. Um, she refers to him as a villainaire, which I really like <laughs> that word. Yep. Um, but Gert agrees to go back because clearly that's the only thing she's good at is kicking ass in Fairyland. So the first issue sets up her going back. The second issue is her getting there and then kind of trying to, because she doesn't, they don't put you right back in Fairyland if you return. You actually have to go through like this first world land thing called Inferno, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head what they call it. Um, but you have to go through this before you can get to Fairyland. So that it's covering that, um, that journey, which is taking longer than expected in true I hate Fairyland fashion. Um, the third issue is... Uh, very much taken from Joe Dante's Gremlins. Like, there's a whole homage to the Gremlins in that issue, which I liked a lot. Um, and there's not a lot of story beyond the Gremlins okay. storyline um, in that one. So it's just, it, it reminds me exactly of the original series. It totally picks up where it left off. There's no change in tone. It feels the same. It feels like if he would have just taken a couple month break. And then started it back up again. Um, and I don't know if this was his plan all along or if he was just like, well, these other more serious books that I did didn't take off as much as this one. So I'm going to go back to the well and <laughs> do the thing that works. Um, but, you know, it's I, I really liked the first series. So as long as this sticks to kind of following that same feel, I'll read the whole thing. Um, so there's that. And the thing that I read that is new that I really liked is a book called Where Monsters Lie. It's from Dark Horse. And let me ask you this question. Okay. Serial killers. Like, not just your mundane serial killers. Like, horror movie serial killers. Jack the Ri Okay. So, so we're talking like Jason, Freddy, maybe not, maybe not so supernatural, like okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the weird redneck families that okay, kill yeah. people, like those sort of horror serial killers. They're not killing people constantly, right? No. Yeah. So where what where do they go when they're not being all murdery? What do you think? Where do you where do you think I... they go? You know what? I feel like it's uh, they have normal lives where they are totally content. But the moment the young group of five or four teenagers comes in the town, it just sets them off. They need to get rid of all teenagers because that's what it seems in this canon that I just made up in my head of what happens. <laughs> but that is what happens. They They seem to be content of not killing others in the town except for when the teenagers come right. in. Yeah, yeah. Well, in this story, uh, which was written by Kyle Starks, they actually live in their very own gated community that is only made up of people who are murdery. 
they so have an like, HOA? Yes. What? There's actually one scene where, like, so the the woman who kind of runs the this gated community, her name is Zell, and she is she's like an old a grandma type, also murdery, but like, I'm gathering the person who kind of set up this scenario to begin with, and she walks by one of the residents and is like, "I can see your trash cans. So that's against HOA guidelines." And I'm like, "This is legit." An HOA <laughs> for the murdering types. Um, so there's just your cor- sort of like regular horror movie staple type murder people. Like there's the Wagaitis as a clown. Yep. There's one called Fuck Master that wears a teddy bear on his head. One can only imagine the type of murderer he is. <laughs> um, there's a creepy lady with like a ventriloquist dummy. There's a dude that has like a Hannibal Lecter mask on. So there's there's just all kinds of varieties of some of them remind me more of Batman villains in okay. the way they look, except they murder people and not just tie them up in elaborate stunts. Um <clears throat> But the book starts off with these kids running away from this house, and um, they don't realize, they just think they've been kidnapped, and that they're in this normal neighborhood. And so they run, and they knock on somebody's door, and they're like, help us, help us, and that they don't get help. They start running into all the other residents of the neighborhood. Um, And, you know, they don't make it. (laughs) (laughs) They don't make it out. Spoilers. But... One of them does, actually. One of them does, which is kind of like the where the story is going, at least in the first issue, into the next one. But what you get after this is that killer, who was like Puzzle Man or something like that, getting in trouble because you're not supposed to shit where you eat, basically. Oh. Right? You're not supposed to kill in this neighborhood. You go and you kill elsewhere, and then this is where you come to be safe and yeah they they like they have grocery delivery like the ladies explaining all of the services that they provide to them so that they can live in this community kind of like guarded and he's now fucked it up because he brought these kids back to his house this all seems actually really interesting it's so interesting i the minute i saw the first page and i kind of read like the synopsis of the the book i was like oh this is going to be good because i love a good horror comic, but I feel like that's a lot of what's getting released these days by indie labels mm-hmm. is a lot of horror, and they it's all starting to run together for me. True, yeah. And I like a like I like good dark comedy. I think is really what it is. It's not necessarily the horror aspect of it. I like the horror and the funny, and I don't know if that's from being a kid that grows up with the eighties like Nightmare on Elm Street where like Freddy was vicious but also kind of funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> and growing up in the, I mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre was brutal but also a dark comedy in my opinion, <laughs> and especially the second one. Um so I don't know. I don't know if that's what draws me in, but I am very and I don't really want to give away the ending of the book. Um the next one, I think, is coming out March 1st. So you have time to, if Tony releases this podcast in any sort of timely matter, you have time to go read this before the next one comes out. So I don't want to kind of give away what the ending of the story is. But I found it to be what an, just an interesting, fun 
which is weird to say, fun idea about this little neighborhood of vicious murderers mm-hmm. in costumes. And like one of the issues they're dealing with is like they think one of them's gone soft. He's, the guy was like, he's ordered a bunch of equipment like chainsaws and like hedge trimmers. And I was getting really excited that it was planning something fun. And then like now his garden just looks really nice. <laughs> so I don't think he's murdery anymore. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> so you I you should definitely check it out. All right. Sounds but good. That's all I got. I mean, I read the last the last Quick Stops comic, um, which was the introducing of all the. I don't know if you've noted this, not- noticed this in the Kevin Smith movies, but anytime Brian O'Halloran is in a movie that's not one of the Clerks movies, he is playing a relative of Dante's. Oh, I didn't know. That. So, like in Mallrats, he's one of the guys on stage. His name is Gil during the dating um, scene the dating game show scene that's gil hicks a cousin of dante hicks and like the news reporter from dogma is a cousin of dante and all i that. mean i know that he wasn't playing dante and all those but i didn't know that there was the relationship yeah that's yeah. kind of funny yep it, yep so uh in that in the last one they had like it was like a hicks family reunion and all those characters were in the comic it was just kind of funny but that's cool uh, we just had the largest display of tribalism in America okay. with the Super Bowl. Ah, is that what that is? Far greater than any election or any other event in... People picking sides, is that what you're saying? I know, I'm just more or less. I, yeah, it Who is. Who did you root for? Because neither of those teams are close to us. Yeah, so me and my brother have a bet that we've been doing for 20 years now. It's the winner buys... Uh, the loser, or the loser buys the winner a burger at our favorite burger place uh, that's close here. Uh, so I end up losing, but the the this year and I lost last year. What even though the loser has to buy the burger, you also get to pick your team for the next year. So you kind of get a little bit of a slight advantage of picking mm-hmm. the team. For many years, my brother lost in a row, and part of that was because we both don't like. New England as a team and even though Tom Brady is you can't deny he's a great quarterback he's the goat I hear yes but we just we didn't like him so my brother kept even though it was uh, almost certain they were gonna win yeah so he kept losing multiple years in a row (laughs) and I had to cringe every time that I'm like I don't want them to win I I want the other team to win right but at least I'm gonna get a free burger so last year I lost and then um, I had to pick then this year, so I decided to pick the Eagles. Oh. And the reason why was because I wanted the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, their quarterback's amazing. But at the time, two weeks ago, he had also uh, hurt his uh, ankle in the last like playoff game. Still, he has two weeks to recover, but that's a serious, if it gets re-injured, mm-hmm. that might you know throw off that team's game. So I picked the Eagles because no injuries, no nothing. They're both very close. And it honestly was one of the better Super Bowls I've seen in a I while. I saw the score was pretty close, like 35 to 38 or there's, something like there's that. There's a lot of going back and forth. And Patrick Mahomes, the, the quarterback, hurt his ankle in the second quarter. I thought it was that it was... The whole thing was going to be done. I was going to win. Yeah. Those no. bastards came back, and it was who I should have picked, so I lost. But 
Uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year. And again, I uh, you know I like football. I do enjoy watching it for the game. It was a great game. But as an advertising major, and I think I've said this before, this is the time of year where the next day all of my classes would be about what were the Super Bowl commercials, mm. what was effective here, what was their marketing strategy, and I, from a fundamental like learning standpoint, I watched for the commercials to see how effective and everything. I forget, you know, some of my schooling and terminology and everything, but yeah, it's been a while. But I, I but I like. <laughs> We just started this with me being old, and you're continuing. No, but uh, so I love watching the Super Bowl commercials. This year, though, eh, nothing good. They they were, yeah, not really memorable. Yeah. Um, there, there was one that I thought was very funny. It started off with uh, John Hamm and um, Brie Larson. They were in a fridge and wondering what they were doing there. But oh, Brie and Ham, and that goes to a bunch of other. They're at, like, uh, party and other people's last names. And, like, some person would say, like, you know, don't be such a hawk. And then, my name is Hawk, Tony Hawk. I'm supposed to be into this party. And then Tony Hawk's trying to get in and then says another word that is somehow someone's name. And it was a fun kind of punny type of, okay, you know, playing off of the names. That one was memorable to me. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. That's about the only one that I remember. Uh, except for, well... I didn't watch it because it was a little bit loud during the Flash uh, trailer. I have I have since watched them. But the one that I told everyone before the, the thing started is like, I really want to watch this Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. They're debuting it tonight. So when it is, if I just say shut up, like, I'm sorry, I'm not being mean. I just. Right. It was one of the first commercials of the Super Bowl. And I just said shut up. So everyone kind of was, you know, they knew whatever. I want to watch it. But then I was like, I couldn't really hear it. So I took the remote to try to change the volume up, and I hit something, and I changed the channel. Oh, no. Didn't know how to get back. I, like, went into their Disney account, so not even on the live TV. Uh, my buddy Kevin, whose house it is, was not in the basement, so freaking out. And I'm like, the one the one commercial I yeah. was anticipating. If only there was a way to rewatch <laughs> that <know>. later. <laughs> I wasn't over. I mean, I don't know that I learned anything from the new trailer that I like. That was well for which one? Because both of them, I do feel. I felt like I learned a little bit more of the Flash. Oh, than let me, Guardians. Let me so be, let's let's pick one of them and well, talk discuss let, first. Let's talk about Guardians first okay. because I don't. Yeah, there's not as much to talk about, I guess, because it's just it's, it's yeah, there. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. There wasn't. I mean, you got to see a little bit more of Adam Warlock mm-hmm. um, and his gold flying that went on and you got to see star lord hit on fucking what's her name gamora uh no oh nebula nebula yeah Yeah. and you got a little bit i thought they gave you a little bit more rocket and his backstory with the guy that i assume maybe also made adam warlock is that the tie i don't know if that's the tie-in for that character Uh, yeah because i think well i don't think well i know the high evolutionary didn't specifically hands on, but I think he was part of the Enclave retcon later that you know they made right made him because uh, I'm assuming and I, I mean and, he was in the egg right in the yeah. last one where all the with all the gold people that's what we're assuming and I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised again if it's not directly like it is in the comics 
yeah, the high evolutionary, uh, he likes to genetically alter different beings. So what if he found this, the gold alien race, the sovereign? Yeah. And, oh, what's this thing? You have one incubating? Ooh, I can genetically, I can see that going. Yeah. Oh. But regardless, how the movie's going to play out, I the one thing that this trailer did do for me is it reminded me of the high evolutionary. Completely forgot that was part of the plot. Right. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, not knowing that or thinking that for a while, it gets in my head again. Okay, there is the bad guy. What's it going to revolve around? There's all the rumors slash we pretty much know it to be true that something might happen to Drax. Maybe not, but the way well, Dave he's, Bautista's he's been done kind with of, the series, yeah. yeah, which means it doesn't mean anything that he has to die. Right? He maybe he has the finds his wife and kids and goes, but okay. they're dead. I was gonna so say, are they dead? But that's where, was, yeah, he dies. Maybe they actually them. fucking introduce um, what is that? The 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 oh, what is that realm that Adam Warlock actually gets? Oh, the Soul Realm. Yeah. Maybe. Or I don't think it's called. The I know it's. I don't think world. it is something like yeah. that. Yeah, which is where we thought, where everyone thought Thanos was when they saw the trailer for the one movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Ultimately, though, I think it's going to be a fun Marvel movie again. Uh, James Gunn with just the picks of the music. Yeah. I don't know what that song was. I don't feel like I've ever heard it before. But it's like that's going to be played on the radio a lot because yeah. it just made it set the tone somehow it sounded like a remake of the kelly clarkson song since you've been gone <laughs> but i know it's not because <laughs> they kept saying it over and over and over again yeah um so but I, I think though this is it's going to be a great movie and i know this week actually uh ant-man and wasp comes out so or quantumania obviously guardians is going to be the next big thing so most people are going to be anticipating it. But let's get to The Flash. <sighs> I really want to talk this about is, this. This is a movie that uh, is far too late that is riddled with controversy and stuff because of the star. And I think if, honestly, it did come out earlier and Ezra Miller wasn't such an asshole. D- I don't even know if bag. asshole's the yeah. proper word Douche, for him. Just shitty person yeah garbage person uh i would probably have more like wanting to see this because i think the flash is a character that again let's look at dc batman movie after batman movie after let's throw a superman movie in there and throw another batman movie in there and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we need to have a few more of these people grow to have their you know everything the aquaman movie was great but still we haven't had it wasn't bad the first okay. one. Okay. I All mean right. <laughs> there's not people bashing on it like no. some other things. I it mean, was there. Yeah. But again, this this movie introducing this person who again we've had the this uh WB series or whatever yeah, CW. With Grant Gustin. I listen, that show was great for quite a while. I mean it kind of fell off the rails and I stopped watching it. Along with it, a lot it, of those Arrowverse shows. Well, some of those shows they, they went on a little too long. Yeah. Like if they would have like polished a little bit more and just did like four seasons and hit some tones with bad guys what happened is they took barry who is a funny character by nature and made him real depressing in that show like ed the further you got along in his story which it seems realistic you have all that shit happen to you in Mm -hmm. your life you might 
<laughs> you might be a little depressed, but um, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> it's just not. Um, well, everything that this trailer showed, this is like one of those top tier, like, uh, I don't want to say an end game like, but it's looks like it was meant to be capping this well, yeah, first part. Point. Yeah. It's but a way again, for them to I reset, don't, I, too. Very much so, which I can only assume they have made those changes uh, over some of the reshoots recently. But then again, who knows if they didn't, because they've also did those reshoots before James Gunn officially right. has said they're going to do a clean sweep. So who knows where it goes? I mean, I still want to eventually watch this to see that, but I, I, I'm not, Listen, I'm not people, excited enough to pay, go don't, to. Yeah. Don't go see this. In it. Don't give them the, the money. Um, don't just don't do it. Like it doesn't deserve the money. It really doesn't. He's such a fucking piece of shit. Well, here's the thing that's, that is it's, I hate everything you said. I hate him. So there's no reason to really see a movie starring him. But Michael Keaton coming I know. back as Batman. I understand. And I feel the same way. <laughs> and that is the only reason I will ever watch it. Yeah. To be quite honest with you is because of that. I don't care about Kara. Sorry. No. I don't care. Um, I don't care about this Flash at all. And I never have. So the fact that he has his own movie, I've always been like, why? He's a terrible character. Yeah. And the Flash is not a terrible character. That's the problem. This. Yeah version of the flash is a terrible this character uh well just tainted by this actor well that but even before that i didn't really care for this in flash from the uh, justice movie yeah yeah even then like i felt they're they're not doing barry justice no. with this actor no and i couldn't pinpoint why exactly Probably because we all felt that he was a piece of shit. Before finding out. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of in a world where he didn't become a piece of shit. He was just uh, there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I feel like I kind of feel the same way about Mm -hmm. this movie. That scene where he's like, you stole my face. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What? You you both look stupid. (laughs) Now there's two of you on screen. I don't know if I can take this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I 100% would f- still watch it because of Michael Keaton, but it would yeah. be the only... I just wouldn't be bashing on it as much. I'd just be kind of like, you know, it's not going to be a great movie. It's not a great... But I wouldn't want to bash the person because that's kind of just being... But he deserves it, so we can. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a DO, DOC-approved theater watch. Nope. Um, watch it when it comes for f- to stream on HBO because everyone still has HBO. Oh my God! DOC uh, suggested watches as we do our terrible movies. Um, we both kind of felt meh about Morbius, but you know, I was realizing what was worse than Morbius as a movie was uh-huh. New Mutants. Okay, I felt. But I had more fun watching New Mutants. Yes. Because it was a little bit more, we poked a lot more fun of where Morbius was kind of like, it was bad, but there wasn't. Yes. New Mutants was bad. But listen, if you didn't know anything about the New Mutants, it was a fine movie. Like, we know too much about that. Mm -hmm. That's that franchise for it to have been close to good and even as a a non-x-men movie if people watched it that way it was still only all right 
Morbius was categorically just a terrible storyline that was poorly edited, poorly written, poorly acted. It's just it shouldn't have existed. <laughs> Not at all. Well, I say this of the Morbius thought being the worst movie of last year. I finally decided to sit down and watch the new Hellboy movie. Oh, you hadn't seen that? No, because, again, I heard how bad it was. Yeah. And I, but I'm like, okay, maybe some of the acting might suck or maybe a little bit of this might suck, but maybe the story has some semblance of being fun. No, I have nothing. I turned it off. Yeah. Like, I couldn't finish the movie because everything sucked. Like, sorry to, to our boy David Harbour, but, like, I like him as an actor. He could not act in this at all. It was so wooden and so every interaction to the people. Yeah. Uh, the set designs and the costuming looked terrible. Right. Which there's better CGI and budgets now than the original two that they yeah, made. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Guillermo del Toro is a master of imagery. I know. And very much true. But it just so I couldn't even take anything out. Then like, all right, maybe there's some semblance of what this plot is going towards. I kept getting lost of what the fuck, and I was like, is that Mila Jovovich? Because I didn't remember her being in this. Yeah. And then I and then it, it clicked on me of like, I'd heard from some people about this uh, famous storyline from the comic books. This is a character that was in the comic right. books. And then I'm just thinking, though, but I don't know if I would have felt anything reading the comic books of this character because it, it just didn't bring me into this is a big bad and mm -hmm. what the hell is going on. And I, eventually I was just like, why am I going to waste my time with another 45 yeah. minutes of this? It yeah. was that bad. I think so. That, I mean, that movie came out a couple years ago. Now. Oh, was it? I thought it was yeah. just last year. No, oh. no that was that was like pre-pandemic. Was it really? Yeah. I'm pretty I mean, sure. Pandemic just makes time. It does, but yeah, you're way behind on that one. When you were like movies of last year, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, okay, so I'm surprised about that, but also yeah, 2019. Fuck. So I've been sleeping on not watching this. I've had a good uh, couple years yeah. of not having to. You did. Um, yeah, I thought. I mean, the Guillermo del Toro movies were so good. That I was surprised at all that they even tried to do it without him. Um, yeah. yeah, I just it was it was it. Even though I don't know how I never read Hellboy or the BPRD or any of that stuff, but I didn't hear any complaints about it being too far off concept mm -hmm. when those movies came out, and you know you do hear it. <laughs> yeah, if it's way off. Um, <laughs> So, and it, Doug Jones and um, Selma Blair and fucking, what the fuck's his name who played Hellboy? Abe Sapien. Or. No, that was Doug Jones. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Who's the. What, oh, uh, um. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ron Perlman. Yes, Ron Perlman. It just. The man just, born with the face to play him. Yeah. So good. I mean, he. Ron Perlman's a great actor, too. And I like David Harbour. Um. He just done some good stuff, but you know, he's Well, and that's the thing. I wanted to give something positive about the movie. Like when I was watching it, I was like at first I was like 
Maybe we can go into the set design. Nope. All right. That's already blown out the window. Maybe I can say, like, is the director's fault and not any of these, like, characters. Because a director has a big, bigger say than people's, you know, acting. But then, or the script. But I'm like, no. Even the script, a good actor can still be a good character actor, even if the script is shit, because they're just a good actor. And I'm not dissing any of these people as actors but even then i was just like i can't even give them that like right. it, these actors were either just like knew it was shit or they didn't know what to do with yeah. what they had it was all around yeah not great well since we're beating that old horse <laughs> well we have something that is perfect for an adaption and i want to bring up okay and that is the last of us ah because uh, as we uh, we talked about it briefly last time we met, uh, I hadn't watched it yet, and it wasn't of not wanting to. I, I've now since Andor really enjoyed the having three episodes to start a series because I feel like that gives me a better um, overall. Okay, am I gonna really like this? Am mm-hmm. I not? Each week, uh, and I do think, though, these shows that are made to be watched weekly shouldn't be binged. That's a big thing that I've realized for many years after uh, Westworld, that having that week to contemplate what could happen wrong or what could these people do and then either being yes or you know correct or not uh, is a great kind of fun thing to do, investing in a series. I love this series so much. They make the choices that I feel like I would make. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I do feel like how The Walking Dead couldn't have been better than the first couple seasons than what it was. Because the first couple seasons of Walking Dead were amazing. Mm-hmm. They were, yeah. But this show has like barely any zombies being shown. And that's how I felt like. Not the zombies, sh- Tony. I know, I know, but they are, in a sense, if you categorize them in a... They're mushroom people. Yeah, that are connected, <laughs> that want to take everyone's brain. The zombie mushroom people, it just... It, it, that it, adds it, a caveat to the whole thing that is not something you need to worry about in traditional zombie stories, right? The connection of the fungus making it, if you step on something over here, you wake up yeah. things, you know across town sort of thing. And there are other there are other horror type video games that have also kind of followed that concept as well and it's it's a great way to add some complexity to going through a video game without having to add much more story. It's just a great playable tool to use in a video game. And in a video game makes sense but to do it on, you know, you got to do television. it on television. Yeah. I'm just saying the the way that they have used less to show more has been great. They've had a couple of the creature things mm-hmm. show up at certain times or even when it over uh, ran uh, uh, his girlfriend, Joel's girlfriend, when they and then that happened in the first episode. Right. Second episode. Oh, was it second? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. The first episode was I and the and I'll, and this is true about most shows. The first episode was pretty boring. Like, I got done watching that first one, and I was like, I fucking hope this gets more exciting. Because I, it was long. It was longer than the other episodes. I think it was an, oh, an hour and a half. 
Whereas I think the other ones are clocking in around an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, And so, and it was just, it was a lot of setup in the first episode, which you got to do. Got to get that shit out of the way. And I'm glad it got better. (laughs) And and like, again, with knowing the type of game it is, I feel like we're going to see more of the mushroom people, but they haven't had to show them as much for me to still feel like they're out there. They Mm -hmm. could come anywhere or how many times I keep thinking our main characters are going to die in these situations Mm -hmm. because that's what a show movie, whatever story should make you feel that there isn't plot armor. Even when you know that there is, even when you know that there's a video game. So these guys have to make it. Right, but what the video game does and what they a lot of video game adaptions get wrong is in when you are playing a video game, you have the feeling of that you could die at any moment is there because you literally depending on what you do in the video game, you could die at any moment. Yeah, there's not there may be a couple speedrunners that haven't died a single die. But that's why you have multiple lives. Haven't died a single die. <laughs> single life. <laughs> I think we figured out the name <laughs> of our episode. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But yeah. So you don't, but you don't often don't get that from um, like a video game movie adaption, right? Yeah. You don't get the constant feeling of like, oh, they might die. Oh, they might die. Mm-hmm. Or something might happen. Um, so the fact that they can make you feel like that, even though you know it's not going to be true, because why would they kill off their main characters three episodes in? Yeah. Um, they, you know, spoilers, they have killed off some of them. And and I do want to full spoilers that episode three is what really. Oh, I mean, even if you don't want to watch the show and you could give two fucks about the plot line or anything like that, I highly suggest you watch the third episode of this show. You don't need to know what's going All on. You just need to know that there's a guy, there's a, an apocalypse has happened with these mushroom people, zombies, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is one man's stand yep. to... It's a really beautiful story. But also, too, I'm like, man, I would love to be friends with him. Like, you have a full town that you are pretty much protected. Yeah. And I understand the reasonings and why they... And the, and just, it's so beautiful. It is. And sad. Mm-hmm. And it. this show has honestly made me cry. There's another one in the latest episode where I'm just like, damn. Like, they are hitting on some things that that matter like the choices that some of these people are making like they're monsters like joel has some conversations with characters of like have you killed anyone and yeah or even um you'll see it in one of the episodes where you can almost tell it's going to be an ambush there's someone down the street being like help me help me and i kind of could tell what was going to happen next Mm -hmm. which sure sure enough it's a person in distress and then the other people are going to come but even knowing that you have to think would you be that person that would kill a random person on the street yeah. coming through? Well, maybe 20 years in. Maybe not at first. And that's a thing, too, yeah. that I forget. A lot of uh, these zombie-type shows don't take place that far in. Right. Like we, I think Walking Dead was... I mean, obviously well, there the had been first episode some was, time. Yeah, but he was in, what, maybe a week or so? Yeah, or, was it only a week? I couldn't remember. Or maybe it was a month since he got admitted yeah. and was out. But it, not a, enough time to right. where people, I mean, his wife and kid were still within driving distance. Right. 
And yes, throughout the episodes, you could see that it's been a couple years. I think they had a five-year time displacement in the books at 1.2. So we could say we've seen it go out. Mm-hmm. But this show just really, it sets home of people are ruthless, but people are still caring. Certain people. Right. I don't, I like I said, and I've, uh, I never played the game. I knew enough of hearing that it was a good game. Yeah. I think I've heard some rumors of certain things that might happen, but I try to stay away. Yeah. It's, it is. It, I think that what one of the things they've done really well, I mean, basically just talked about this, but the, so the scene that you're talking about where the, somebody shows up and is like, help me, help me. I've been, you know, like you can see that happening in the video game and you have to make the decision whether to go help them or not. And then when you do, people start shooting at you and you have to run into the thing and then you have to tell the girl to get into the wall. Like you can see all of that stuff happening in the game. So they've, they've chosen particular parts of like the actual gameplay to like almost directly transfer into the show because the game is a good story and when mm-hmm. you have a good story and it's been produced and it looks good then like it's easy to take that and translate it onto the screen and if you are a hardcore fan of the show that's those are the little things that you appreciate it, and i know you haven't seen the latest one that just no. came out but and i'm gonna suggest you need to do it right when we get done recording uh Probably because not. it just really <laughs> And I know you won't, <laughs> but uh, it it everything that they did within it made sense. What Joel's thoughts and his demeanor and things. But as talking about video games, there is a scene where I kept thinking if it would come up of like the sniper scene where you have to be in like the tower and helping someone. I know that they in the comic books. Did you ever read The Walking Dead that far where Andrew was in the tower? Well, when she starts being a sharpshooter and everything and they kind of. Uh, hinted at it within the um, show. And they had someone else uh, take the place. Well, Carol pretty much take her place. Right. To do that, like helping that person get back to the compound by just sniping Mm -hmm. zombies. So there was a scene in this, and it just felt like a video game. It felt like you're taking place of a person helping that person get back. And it was just shot so well. But again, it's a, a reflection of yeah, taking the adapting what was there already and changing right. what you can improve. Yeah. It's the thing that people have been wanting in their video game adaptations for a really long time, and so like, I love the game Doom. It's like one of my favorite video games. Even though I'm old now and I have a hard time playing <laughs> video games because they're a lot harder now than what they used to be, I played the last Doom game. It took me forever, but I did it. Um, so when the Doom movie came out. I was like, maybe, right? Maybe they'll do it good. Um, It was not good. But that was a good, like, I can still enjoy uh, some parts of it. Perhaps, but it it was nothing like the video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except for they did one scene in first-person shooter visuals where you were looking you could see the gun in front of the person as they were running and it was bouncing and you were like (laughs) oh my god this is just like playing the game although except now i'm getting nauseous um so that was like that was a nice little thing that they did i wouldn't have wanted the whole movie to look like that obviously because oh my god that would have been terrible um but 
so even though I hated the movie and it was bad, like I appreciated that just little time they took to nod back to the source material. And honestly, that's all I want out of most adaptations, whether it be video game to movie or comic book to movie is I don't expect it to be like a direct translation, but I expect it to follow the spirit of the source material. Mm-hmm. It's, when I have the pr- biggest problem is when they take the concept of the characters and then basically just do whatever the fuck they want with them. And that's a problem in Hollywood right now of these people think, I want to make it my thing. Like Velma, right? Yep. I mean, that's a perfect example. You've taken a 40, 50, 60, I don't know, 60 old franchise and like just did whatever you wanted with it because you could. Yeah. There are certain things you just don't do that with. Right. Right. Or if you're going to do something like that, you make it so your own right. that you can say, I see where you pulled some of this from Scooby-Doo, right. Yes, but it's not yes. Scooby-Doo. The movie Mystery Team. Have you ever seen yeah. this with Donald well, Glover? That is the perfect example of this. That movie pays homage to Scooby-Doo in a way that you can see that it was an inspiration for that movie. It's absolutely nothing like Scooby-Doo. I mean, it's a great movie. Everybody should go watch it. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but you can see, like, the inspiration. Um, and that, I would say, watch Mystery, or watch Mystery Team instead of watching Velma. <laughs> if you want some Scooby-Doo sort of related action. But, yeah, it's just, you know, I well, mean, like. It, it reminds me of that Fantastic Four movie. That the the last one that they made. From oh, just that... so they could keep the rights that they ended up well, selling no. anyway. No, it wasn't just for that. But the director was uh, that guy that made Chronicle, which was a well received movie. Right. Going into it thinking this guy's gonna create a masterpiece, but what they did with that one is they completely changed everything about Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael B. Jordan uh, not being a white Johnny Storm. Who the fuck cares? That's not right. a change that matters in talking. But when you take the who they are as a person, though, that changes to the core who they are. Um, having Doom get scarred and like a negative, like you needed to at least have established how they got their powers, which has been the same in every fucking iteration. They go into space, they get it. If you want to even skip that and just do another thing with these people being of different ethnicity or whatever, fine, cool. But they changed it so much to make it their own thing right. that you ruined. Right. The You had already the canvas kind of halfway painted. Yeah. Just fill right. in some of the other colors. Um, uh, Another good example of something that... So Brightburn. Yeah. Right? The evil Superman origin story, right? We all love a good Elseworlds tale. They could have fucking thrown a superman name on it and then but people then would have been pissed but mm-hmm. because it is what it is and it's called bright burn and it's its own it, that and it's is its own Clark thing Kent, yeah. but clearly took complete inspiration from the story yep. of superman like you appreciate that and that that's i think what gets muddied up when people start bitching about everything is like you kind of lose the why people are upset yep um, and it's not necessarily like, oh, you messed up the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I get mad about those movies, but I understand that why people like them. And they do feel 
enough like the original. Yeah. They just fucked with my girl. Like, I'm <laughs> mad about that. But they feel enough like the source material where it's mostly okay. Um, yeah. Ah, so the the Last of last of Us, yeah. is that what we were talking about originally? Um, I think so far they've done a really good job yeah. of, of proving what it can be like when somebody does that exact thing well. And that's... Uh... Watching um, the little like made this episode type thing, it's usually like five minutes after the show. Very interesting too to just see them talk about how yes, this wasn't what was directly in the video game, and there's tons of forums online of people that talk about the differences, but not a single one of them has said that was stupider. Right. Some may say I kind of liked it a little bit in the video game better, but they're like, but this just open up a whole different possibility world or they will still talk about the positives of why this was done the whole third episode uh with um bill and frank is not how it happened in the video game but them talking what if we did it this way and them the original people that made the games everyone coming to agreement of that just makes it even better for this medium that's what i want to see more and i i have full faith in because there's the last of us two so I know that there's the other video game of where they could adapt and we're definitely going to get a season two. Some people say that with the length of that game, you could probably get two seasons out of it. I don't see them um, milking this for 10 seasons. Like the like most of these things sometimes... It doesn't need to be. Yeah, we, we don't, don't need, need to... shows to last that long anymore. There's enough new stuff and good stuff constantly Just coming give out. Just a good yes. beginning, middle, and an end. Right. That's all I want is an end that is satisfying yes. to end being in this world. We get you're trying to give yourself job security, guys, <laughs> but come on. Like all it's right up there with like why are show, why are all movies two and a half hours long now? Like a solid 80 minute movie is what I'm asking for and a TV series that doesn't go past what needs to go past. Um, moving on to our friends over at Netflix, this is one of those things where, I mean, it is news. I don't know how to present it in a funny way, but also a Netflix is dying type of way. But Arrested Development is going to be leaving the platform. And I find that interesting because Arrested Development is top tier, hilarious writing. Like if you get all the end gags and everything. But Netflix also bought that IP to continue it. Right, they did the last season. Yeah. yeah. Two seasons, I think, they did on the, the network. Um, yeah, because I think they did one season and then stuff. I don't. Regardless, they continued it and right. ended it. And now they're just getting rid of it on the... Their That's probably platform. not making them any money. How is it making them less money not having it on the platform? I don't know. Maybe they sold it for some money. I guess so, but that that then we're back into the old cable movies where you can watch it on TBS one day, but then it's yeah. on TNT the next. Yeah, that's never going to go USA. away. Well, for it's streaming stuff, though, I want to be able to know where I'm going to be watching shit. Come on. I feel like a good Google search is the resolution to that problem. <laughs> True, but then I don't want to have to pay for, you know, right. if I wanted to go back to watch this again, why not go to the place that yeah. made it? Sure. I don't know. I just, it doesn't give me good faith in the, with all their other, I guess I'm saying this more of knowing all the other shit that's gone behind the scenes. 
of Netflix stuff, them mm-hmm. canceling shows that are even popular, but whatever their metrics code AI is telling them, cut it. Right. And it's not just, though, Netflix. It's all these yeah. places. Yeah. But so, this one in particular, it's already done. Yeah. Why would you... Remember when when Serenity was a TV show? Firefly? Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. Sorry, the Serenity was the movie. Yeah. Uh, remember when Firefly was a TV show and it got canceled after one season even though everybody loved it? Like, shit has happening like that since before streaming. Like, we've, I mean, we've, lost, yeah. we've lost shows way too soon in sure. memoriam. And then we've had shows go on for far too long. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. People just can't get their fucking shit together. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, the older I get, the less I care about stuff like that. <laughs> I just want consistency in my it. entertainment. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I mean, yeah, that sucks, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't affect me. So, yeah. And now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I guess. Right. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm in a place in my life where if I really wanted to watch Arrested Development, I would probably just buy, like, the whole package of the series from somewhere. Um, which maybe, I'm sure Maybe you that's can Netflix's do. whole plan all along. Maybe. I mean, I know on, because we use Apple TV, like a lot of times you can just buy seasons, even if it's not a show that they carry normally. So, um, although, of course, that leaves you with like, is this platform going to be longstanding? If you, if, if you buy a digital copy, do you really own it? Sort of scenario that you mm-hmm. run into when buying digital mediums, um, which is why... Uh, physical medium I don't think will ever completely go away because there's enough hardcore fans of things out there that are willing to buy physical mediums of things that we will always have some sort of option like if you really love a movie you can probably buy it on blu-ray still true even though you don't really see them in stores anymore there there's always the or you can go sailing yeah. what that means Garage sailing? No. Sailing. In the Bay of Pirates? Oh, I don't do that. Well, and I don't condone that. I'm just saying it's an option. <laughs> there are companies out there that you can, that will will do that for you and put it on a disc. Um, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And more power. I guess, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. holy shit. Yeah, and I and it could be too that they have like a copy of the actual original movie, and they're just like copying it too. They might not even be downloading like a pirated copy. Um, yeah. Did you know Netflix still has a physical DVD portion nope. of their business? It's on DVD.com. You can still get Netflix on discs sent to your house. I have a friend in Chicago who still receives DVDs in the mail to watch. Wow. Put in a little stupid envelope and send back. <laughs> I can't think of the last time I've watched a actual DVD. Yeah. Even I mean, I have. I've always uh, growing up was the movies that I love so much that I knew I'd watch again, and I have at least watched again all the DVDs that I've rented or bought. But yeah, I'm trying to think now, and yeah. at least it was pre-pandemic time. Like, yeah. All I'm saying is if there's a movie you're looking for and you can't find it streaming anywhere, the Netflix DVDs company part still probably has it. You could probably get it from them to watch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so Marvel is having some uh, talk of this year, 60th anniversary of Avengers. So that's going to be a thing. Okay. Uh, it. I mention it mainly to then bring up the point of we've just everything has had their 60th. But then I'm just thinking, but then we also just had their 55th or yeah. their 50th. And when you take more or less, I was thinking if I made a, a new IP every year for 10 years straight, that following year, that first one will hit 10 the one year. So I can be like, it's the 10 year anniversary of cup person or whatever. <laughs> and I was going to say like Spider-Man and stuff, but like real IPs like that I made up and then poster boy like for 12 and then you could just repeat that for the next 10 right decades of and that's what i'm feeling like happens with dc and marvel right now yeah yeah it's it is a definitely a way to really play on the nostalgia of their original i'm okay with stuff 50th even sure. 75th or a 25th you know those those are some good right. quarter milestones but if again, I feel like they're gonna do sixty fifth, oh, you know, next yeah, they in might five do years. Sixty first, yeah. You know, I mean, at this point. So that's gonna be a thing coming up. Uh, I've been reading the Alien books that Marvel's now been putting out, okay. and they're really good. Yeah, like horror wise, they feel like you are reading a real alien. Are they okay? So. I never really got into the alien movies mm-hmm. um, much, but are they comic book versions of the storylines from the movies? Are they no, stories uh, that happen after? New, new storylines. And in fact, the first, uh, first, oh, now I might be mixing up which came first because I've read them. There's one where there's a different planet and some xenomorphs there. I think that's the, the newest one, because then there's another one of a, a spaceship uh, surrounding Earth that then had one as well. Two different incidences, but in the same, which I kind of like, too. Mm-hmm. You have, like, 12 issues of these xenomorphs that take over, and then world's fucked, but it's not an ongoing, the same character somehow surviving, you know, every single yeah. occurrence of these things, because that's just hard to believe anyways. Uh, but in the newest of them... Uh, series that I could be the continuation of this last one because I'm a little bit behind on these uh, which came out. They've come up with a xenomorph android hybrid. I'm saying this because this is in the news. I haven't gotten to this point in the comics. I'm just more or less in my mind trying to uh, come up with how that is a thing. Yeah, because it's not like so... It's not like the xenomorphs are like the type of creatures that like take over. Yeah, they don't take over the thing. They just right. gestate, but they do take some of the DNA of whatever creature they're in. Okay, but and the but so are we talking like? I mean, so they're mostly humanoid because they mostly have infected humans. Are, I can't remember. Do the androids in Alien? Because one of the characters is an android. Yeah, Bishop like, is one of yeah. the longest of the androids. Right. Um. Do they have, like, are they part bio? They have, like, a milky uh, fluid substance whenever they break apart in half that is always... Is their skin? 
I mean, for all intents purposes, they you would think they right. Are I know human. they look, but like, is their skin like cloned from human cells? I or is feel it feel like it could be a little like that part could be some real type of well, yeah, to be an android. By definition, you wouldn't be a robot. No, I guess by definition, you, you don't would need to have be. humans. You're thinking of cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. Yeah, which would be. Android, I guess, is just more looking human Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't like data have to be. Yeah. From Star Trek. But. In case I need anybody needed clarification <laughs> on which data I was talking about. <laughs> um, And and so, like, uh, with an alien that goes into, like, a dog type or even a uh maybe a tiger type. Mm -hmm. It's going to take on some of those traits when right. it turns into its xenomorph. So I get that part, but I don't understand how a xenomorph could come out being a part mechanical. Yeah. Because like, where would yeah. it gestate or get right. the nutrients within? I guess if you're, I guess they could go in a sense of like whatever that milky substance is, some sort of special DNA type stuff, but it, I don't know why you would need that within an android. Yeah. More or less, I just wanted to bring this up because I. It's thought, interesting. You'll have to read it and let me know how that I works know. out. But there's here's a page of from it that again the artwork has just been great within the comic book series. Oh yeah, it gives you that real Geiger sort of look that yeah. they went with in the movies. Um, do they feel so? Alien and Aliens are two very different movies. Yes. So do they feel more like Ridley Scott, Dan O'Bannon, Alien, or do they feel more like James Cameron, Aliens? Both. Yeah, uh, they're they they make it a lot more of the they are they're there and in the but that's also what it feels like starting any of the the, the two series that I have they're there but, but they don't show them yet that's Nothing's the first happened. one yeah that's but the yes first movie. but within yep. each of these series too though then it shit hits the fan and people are okay gunning right. um but also uh, and some of them too haven't had the first series had just a one on the spaceship uh. The other one with the planet, there was a couple multiple, which I do think is what separates both those movies as well. Mm -hmm. um, and even the third one, both of those are more horror because there's one creature stalking them where the other one, there's tons of them. So it's more of the action genre right. of killing this horde off. Love them both for different reasons. Yeah. So favorite franchise. So loving the books. Books are great. I don't know what exactly has happened here, but I want to bring it up to tell people. Read it because it's good. But what the fuck's going on? Right on. Uh, last thing that I want to bring up, uh, both Superman kind of things within comic books. Uh, have you kept reading the, the White Knight series? No, I actually didn't make it very far into the follow-up series. Yeah, uh, Beyond the White Knight. Yeah. So that's uh, wrapping up soon. And so far, it's been all about Batman. There has not been a Superman in this world, but um, there's just been now ahead of the Batman Beyond the White Knight number eight. Um, Sean Murphy has shown a variant featuring Superman on it, indicating that he might be coming into this world soon, which I had again. Same as you. Mm -hmm. I haven't started Beyond the White Knight yet, so I enjoyed the first one. I do feel like I will eventually get around to reading this. It's just not top tier. Right. But this was also something that I didn't think of while reading it. I just, 
yeah, it's its own world, its own universe of just a Batman person. Well, it, the whole first, the whole first um, series was like, what if Joker actually gets cured, and what if Batman is the piece of shit, and just exploring that idea. So when they started extending it. I was like, really? It's like when they started extending heavy metal. Was it called heavy metal or just metal? Yeah. Um, in and they really got into the Joker who laughs or whatever he was called, like, and going way far into that storyline. I was like, really? <laughs> oh, it was death metal. That's what it death was. Death metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I really enjoyed that character, but now I. Don't so much. That's that's anymore. They, they have great uh, starting points, but never stick the landing on yeah. some of these. It's like they they want to keep going, and I get it. They have more story to tell, and that's fine. And I'm making a judgment about something I haven't read, so it could be good. But um, I really i i find it hard to get into the usually the follow up series. It, I will say this though does make me want to read it a little bit sooner, just because I'm curious now superman's never been my favorite of characters right but in this world that's so different i now kind of want to see what yeah. that would be like in the you know batman versus superman in this world so there's that but then the other thing that has been announced and it's kind of superman but it, they're talking about john kent uh son you know the injustice universe and what that's all about from the video game Y yes. Yeah. I mean, that's where it kind of started. Right. They but... I know they had like a whole comic book series. Yeah. yeah. A comic book series that had 170 issues. Yeah. Yeah. There that's was there was one where um, um, the Joker kills Lois. And well, that's kind of the start of it all. She's pregnant. That, and, and that's what makes Superman. Superman kills go him. Off right. And, yep. Takes him up into space so he can't breathe. And then yeah. pretty much just taking over that yeah. Earth. So I've I've read a couple of the issues um, to know enough about the world of the injustice, and it's a cool concept, a concept that worked that came from again them wanting to make a video game. Mm -hmm. But how do you make heroes fight other heroes, and just the lore that they made up of it somehow worked into a right. whole Elseworlds place? Again, fun to explore these things. And I think it, uh, I think it's still either ongoing or might not have uh, had any resolution because within the new uh, Adventures of Superman, John Kent uh, series that's coming out, it's the road to injustice. So John Kent is going to be doing a multiversal fighting bad guys type mm. situation, and he's going to find himself coming to the injustice world. I see. Where again... Last that I know of, there was a Batman there that was trying to be the uh, revolutionaries against evil God type Superman mm -hmm. there. So this will be interesting to have a good boy Superman type person, even though I guess I don't know if they're calling him Superboy in the main issues or if he's Superman. But John Kent, because yeah, he's a because he's younger. But he's a teenager now, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they did this whole thing where they aged him up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. They took away my favorite. Are you talking about Super Sons? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like that day, again, and they've had a couple other issues that kind of be like this This happened or whatever. I just wanted them to remain young a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah. Good dynamic. Uh, they didn't age up 
Damien. Uh, yes, that's true too. They just they aged up Jonathan because they wanted to move his storyline along faster, I guess. But everyone really enjoys Damien as a mm-hmm. young kid. <laughs> I don't know, it's just so weird. Well, interesting too. They're gonna have a Damien Wayne debut. They haven't had him in the Injustice world yet. Right. So there's going to be one. I'll look forward to that. Uh, you know, back and forth between him and John. But I am going to be picking this up. It's cool. weird to say that I'm going to be. Jumping in at like issue well, 181. No, no. I mean, this is for hit this story. It's starting at number one. Oh, okay. And it's getting there. I don't even think issue number one is going to have him. Oh, you're talking about the okay. The, the into the injustice gotcha. uh, thing. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to ever get back to the, reading all those injustice books. I'll get the cliff notes on. There you go. The big hints of what happened yeah. here and there, but that's all that I really had. But cool. I have nothing. I read books, so we right. traded off this week. Actually, That's why we're a good deal. It wasn't a trade-off, because um, <laughs> I don't usually do any news. So I did read books, though. <laughs> or else this would have been a really short podcast, maybe. Maybe not. I think it was just right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't die. We didn't have a death of a death or... Whatever I you said. Die, die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, uh, stay thirsty for more heart-shaped Valentine's Day candy, flowers. Chocolate. And- it's chocolate. Everybody out there, nobody wants anything else other than chocolate. Stop buying other stuff. Very pro tip. <laughs>